Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keys in Bristol. Jay and I are at Seaport. Morning, yeah, Key. Morning, that Jay. That is correct. I dropped 4K on these guys last night. Where did you go in West Hartford? Where it was yeah, what, did you buy a house? No, I, I met a few <laughs> met a few guys out that worked with me. I happened to see them out. Uh, and so, you know. Just you put a, a little, down payment on an apartment in West just, Hartford. Just, you know, these guys were spinning me up. That's all. Met them out. Saw them roaming. Decided to join me at the bar. That's when they order like. That's when they like. I'll take three drinks, please. Some of them was even taking bottles home. <laughs> the perfect town if you have a, to do a morning show because it closes down. And I, I, I've hung out there before years ago. Respectable hours. Yeah, close. <laughs> what? It, the bar's closing at seven p.m. <laughs> perfect. I got to get up in the morning. Yeah. Um. A <laughs> uh, little different than L.A. How you enjoying the weather there, Keith? <laughs> Uh, it actually, you know what? It wasn't, it's not, it wasn't cold last night. I was able to walk from the car into the restaurant and everything was fine. You realize he, he's coming from LA going, I was able to walk from the car. Not like I went on a hike or something. I went from the car, car to, to the, the restaurant, restaurant. <laughs> from the car to the restaurant. And I didn't freeze to death. Whoa. Um, it is time. <laughs> I just love even watching Key right now. He's yelling at somebody. He's like, "I didn't you tell me the camera was over there?" I'm like, <laughs> well, no. I mean, this is a different studio, so I was looking. Usually, the camera straight ahead at two instead of one, and then three when I'm sitting in here is usually my shot or four, and I'm like, "Okay, so it's one." And he's not. He's saying it, <laughs> what, but are we I in can't. A pre-production meeting over here. <laughs> I couldn't hear him. No, I could not hear. Evan telling me the camera was to my right. I'm like, which right? Come on, Evan. Get it together, everyone. It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Here is, and the reason we're to play this, let's just, let's just set this up now that mm-hmm. we've got all the mics and the cameras straight. We got a Thursday night football game with, you know, I'm so sick and tired. You turn on TV, huge implications. But genuinely, there are real implications. The outcome of this game on the NFL Here's Mike McCarthy, the Cowboys head coach, at his Zoom press conference. Started off the team meeting uh, this morning, uh, you know, on the Zoom call, and uh, and I've been in the uh, the Zoom offensive meetings all morning, particularly the quarterbacks. And uh, other than that, I've been on the damn phone the whole time, so that's my life right now. I think our guys do a good job with the protocols, uh, but I, I think it's a, you know, what we're going through right now is you know, once it gets in your building, it's it's a challenge, and, uh, and that's the fight that we're in. Now, Mike McCarthy will not be coaching, and a bunch of guys on the offensive coaching staff will not be there because of COVID protocols. Key, uh, you know, this happened to the Saints early in the season. Yeah. And they got destroyed by the Panthers. Yeah. The difference is, well, the biggest, the biggest key right now for them is the offensive line. They're missing uh, Joe Fieldman, who's the, the offensive line coach, as well as his assistant offensive line coach. So you've got to figure out who's going to handle that duty for you. I would think it would be the tight end coach who would handle the offensive line because they kind of work in unison together a lot of the time. You still have Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator who doesn't necessarily have the ability because he's coaching the offense to make in-game adjustments with the offensive line. When different things come up, like the defense setting the edge for the New Orleans Saints or them blitzing or bringing pressure from different places, trying to have an understanding 
for the offensive line and how to make that adjustment, in-game adjustment, not halftime adjustment, but in-game adjustment. When you look up on the sideline and you see uh, one of those coaches with the iPads or the, the Microsoft pads or whatever it is that they're using, they're not sitting over there looking at cartoons. They're sitting over there trying to explain to them what just happened and how to correct it so it doesn't happen again. I wonder who that guy's going to be. That's mm. one of the most important things on a team is the offensive line coach. I, I'm with you, Keith. I also this is this is a massive game. I think for the Cowboys, you lose three out of four games, and I know the Saints are in a downward spiral too. Uh, but we have talked about the Cowboys having a chance to reach the Super Bowl, right? And I, I know people have jumped off that train to a degree, or it's lessened, hasn't picked up steam. But you look at them getting part of their receiving core back. You, you look at them getting key off key defensive players back from a pass rush pers- uh, perspective, right? So. My thing is for them, Dan Quinn, ultimately, in the 10 times he's played against Sean Payton uh, in those NFC South clashes back in the day, he's 4-6. and six. But the firepower that he has now is exponentially different than what he had back in those days. So, look, offensive line, are they going against adversity? Yes, but I actually think having those pieces back offensively, it's time for the Cowboys to get back on track if they want to start winning and if, thinking about Super Bowl Well, contention. one of the things that the Cowboys certainly have to do to get back on track is run the football with the two-headed monster and Tony Zeke. Pollard. Ezekiel Elliott. If you go back to the beginning of the season, they were averaging about 150 to 60 yards a game. Right now, over the last month of the season, they're averaging about 85 yards a game. That's a huge, huge drop-off from where they were when they were winning to where they are now. Listen, uh, here's what's at stake. We talk X's and O's, but here's what's at stake for the Cowboys. If they lose, now Washington's starting to get hot. Heineke's playing well. The defense is coming around. If they lose, they're 7-5, and five, okay? Now, the game's coming up. You see Washington, and you see Giants and Washington again, okay? So home and away, and, and on the road to Washington, and one with the Giants. And you go, oh, well, it's the NFC East. It's soft. NFC East rivalry games are tough. If the Cowboys win two of those three, they did well, right? So there's another loss. We're up to six losses. But they could be 9-6, and six, but, like, I'm saying they'll win two out of three. Who says that? Maybe they lose two out of three. That's 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 almost it's not as likely, but almost as likely. And you lose two out of those three rivalry games, and all of a sudden, what are you? Uh, eight and eight? No, eight and seven. You're barely above five hundred. By the way, you know who you have after that? Arizona. Hmm. The last thing they can afford to do is completely botch this opportunity. And what I mean by that is win the division and lose in the first round, or how about this? <laughs> Lose the division. That would Jeez. be music to a lot of people's ears. Oh, I'd ears. be so happy. Oh, it would be music to a lot of people's ears. If for some weird reason that they wind up having to struggle in week 17 to win the division or lose the division. I mean, that even when you see the FPI chance to win, 55% is basically a coin flip. Even 62%. You could and 63. Now, Washington when they have Washington at home, okay, they're 72%. Cardinals they're under 50% and Eagles a little over 50. A lot of these games are basically coin flips or they're weighted coins but not weighted that much for the Cowboys. Meantime, the Saints, like we're we're focusing on the Cowboys, but the fact is the Saints Right now, if the season ended now, not in the playoffs. They win this game, season ended now, playoffs. Mm. That's a big game for those guys. Yeah, it's, it's a big game. But, hey, look, I don't know that the Saints are even going to be able to make any noise getting in the playoffs. It's just 
they would get to the playoffs, yay! But then I, I would assume they would probably get bounced. I don't, you know, you go, you're coming with Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill has some, uh, how do you say it, plantar fasciitis going on. Right. And when you look at that, his ability is to run the football, you know, do a lot of smoke and mirror type things with him. He is not a traditional style quarterback. So I don't even know how effective he's going to be in this game tonight against the Cowboys. Taysom Hill with plantar fasciitis, that's like, you know, uh, what's that like? Tom Brady, but he but he has a shoulder injury, right? Like he's taking away the thing that he, that he can well. that he can do. I, I I'll tell you what you said it before, Key. If they don't win the division, let me tell you how hilarious that would be. Every year we hear about how great they they're, they're going to be. Before Pre- Dak got injured, not last season, season before. Oh, the Cowboys are going to be great. The NFC East is no good. They went eight and eight and lost the division. Yeah. Oh, you would love it, Max. They, if you would love it. Can they can they even win the NFC East anymore? With the NFC East you can't win? You got, they gotta win this game. They gotta win this game. But think about it. What if they don't? Oh. You know, Oof. you know how it goes, man. Mm-hmm. That thing gets tighter, it gets so tight, they can't cheat a BB out. So think about it. At all. Just think about it. An entire sport has stopped. You hear about this yet, everybody? We're not sure when it's going to start again. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Buckle up. I think it's going to be a long one. Look, the players are hoping that it will not affect the season. So are the owners. There's been no movement on the core economic issues, right? The players want to get paid younger. The players are focused more on all those things that Jesse said. Here's the reality that the 2016 labor dream for the players was a disaster, and they lost a ton of financial ground. They got beaten so badly on the last one, they want to make up for it, and that's one reason that we are where we are right now. All right, Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, your podcast, your smart speakers. So MLB play, MLB locks the players out. That's the first work stoppage in 26 years. Now, it is important. Wait, 26 years? <laughs> you know, I just kept yeah, seeing that Yeah, 94, 95, yeah. And, um, yeah. <clears throat> now, ni- yeah, right. Um, it's important to note wow. that a lockout is not a strike. A strike is when the players walk out. Exactly. This is the owners saying you're locked out. Hence why my boy Marcus Stroman yesterday signed with the Cubs. <laughs> He's like, I had to get that done early. Let's get it done right now. Yes. So, look, um, it was uh, at 12.01 Eastern, two, minute, two minutes after the CBA expired. They didn't waste, they waste any time. Here is um, Jeff Passan, of course, MLB insider. He was on the show the other day. 6 p.m. Sports Center yesterday 
on how long the lockout could last. Well, that's the part of this that people inside of the game are heartened by. While there is a deadline December 1st for the collective bargaining agreement to expire, it's not like we have games coming up. It's not like spring training is imminent at this point. For 60 to 90 days, that's the runway that the Players Association and the league have to negotiate a new collective bargaining agreement before the threat of games being lost during the regular season happens. And people are excited about the fact that zero games have been lost lost to a lockout before in Major League Baseball. They're just hopeful that that trend continues. So you think about like what the biggest concerns as baseball fans you have with a lockout. Guys, for me, and look, I baseball's my favorite team sport. It's my favorite. Mm. But I acknowledge it's an inferior consumer product to football and basketball. Just not as intrinsically compelling, but I grew up with it as like it was when I was a kid, baseball in New York was Huge Yankees, the whole thing. So one of the worries, of course, and Evan, our producer, brought this up before the show, but absolutely it's right, is that when you have an intrinsically inferior product and you're relying on like cultural attachment and memories and stuff to kind of fuel it, well, if you take it away, a lot of people might not miss it. A lot of new kids who didn't grow up with it the same way may not miss it. And then where's baseball? But they're not taking it away, though, Max. I mean, like, look, they're going to miss, if, if anything, spring training can be delayed, pushed back, whatever you want to call it, shortened, whatever that is. But when Major League Baseball season actually starts in its opening day, you get about a week, maybe two weeks of, you know, excitement because of the opening day and we get to see the pitcher rotation and all those sort of things. And then it goes away anyway for several months because at that point in time, we're dealing with – uh March Madness, we're dealing with the NBA playoffs. We start to get into that meat. Baseball is a summer sport. And when the summertime comes, baseball will be a full action. Then we roll into the pennant races at that point in time. So I don't – look, like Jeff said right there, in the past, baseball missed no time, no games, no anything. And it'll happen this way because the owners don't want to lose money either by delaying things. I, I hope it does happen that way. Um, you know, when you look at a league that has kind of generated $10 billion annually and one of the huge sticking points is how that $10 billion is then distributed with the players and the length of contracts and for younger players actually to be able to get to, in the prime of their career, more so to the huge earning potential sooner rather than later. I think there's some major sticking points there that the players are like, Hey, look, we came back earlier in a pandemic because it was an opportune time for our product, right, to showcase our product. We did that. What are you willing to give us in compensation in order for us to come back and do this again? First of all, Key, you say it's a summer sport. See, that's not how I see baseball's appeal or problems in terms of marketing. It's a local sport. Like, you care about the team that you root for and Absolutely. only that team. Absolutely. As opposed to the NFL or, or the NBA where everyone follows basically all the good teams. But well, they didn't right? market up their, own, their own big players. That's the problem, too. With Absolutely, 100%. You care about the local markets and your teams. All I care about is the Dodgers. I can give two hoots about the Angels, the A's, Same, the Giants, I'm that way with the Yankees. Patriots, I mean, uh, Padres, any of that. But it is a summer sport. And what I mean by a summer sport is when you are traveling on the road to your family and and you are are driving from L.A. to San Francisco, you will take in a baseball game. If I am going from uh, Boston to New York and the Yankees are playing, I'm probably going to take in a baseball game. 
That is a summer sport. It is not something like the NFL where it is a what I would like to call a destination sport. And what I mean by that is I'm going to sit down. It's appointment only. Well, yeah, it's more and like wall. It's more I'm like wallpaper. Sit down yeah. yeah, and I'm going to make sure that I got the appointment on Monday night. Oh my God, Thursday night football. No, Sunday, it's more like it's, it's more like that way. Key watches forensic well, so shows. Games, I watch why. like nature shows. I don't know what you have, but kind of like wallpaper in the background. Baseball because it's a long game, three hours. You know, you just put it on. There's a game every day. You put it on, and it's not like you're sitting down and actively watching. It's just kind of around. It's a. You. It's a family affair right Evan it, it's a family game right I mean we we take our when I go to baseball games I take everybody we got two rows of people that are with me yeah. and we go to the baseball I game. mean when I was a kid I used to just cut school and go to cop on well, the train I mean, and go I up can, to the Bronx but, and, but, but I can tell but, based on some of the things you say <laughs> listen key if I was any smarter it would be dangerous it's a good thing I cut school go ahead, go ahead Jeff. I was gonna say it just brings back to your point about will people People will be paying attention, of course, yes. because now there's a lockout, and I think it brings more attention to the sport. Yeah. Um, but the reality is, with everything going on that's happening, you know, we are going back to live events. That is a, a common occurrence right now. But like, who knows where things will be in a month from now with everything that's currently you, happening? You know, when you talk about divvying up the, the, the pot of gold, to me, one thing that one thing that the players, one thing that the owners should consider is give the players everything they want, right? Except for Limit the length of contracts. You know, when free agency was about to hit, Charlie Finley, the owner of the, of the Oakland A's, who had a dynasty at the time, Reggie Jackson, Catfish Hunter, all these guys back in the mid-'70s, he was like, he t- tried to tell the owners, this is about a hit. Let's just make them free agents every year. That way everyone gets paid according to their actual market value. Mm. The owners, of course, as always, just like the NCAA, everyone resists, resists, resists. They were trying to squeeze every little drop out until it was too late. Now, de- now players get 10-year deals where the back half of the contract, they're worth one-tenth the money. If I were the owners, I would try to limit the length of deals, the four-year deals, five, like the how, NBA. How many guys do you see, though, with the 10-year deals? When they get to year seven, it's still the same player when they sign that deal. Almost none of them. Almost none. Yeah, almost none of them. that's on the owners to make that decision. This is why the New York Mets decided that Max Scherzer was better off with a shorter deal than a long-term deal based on his age. Now, when we get to year two, three of that deal and you are still cooking and you still delivering at a 95-mile-an-hour, 97-mile-an-hour, you got stuff, you got the change-up, the cutter going, all those different – now let's revisit it. When you are now in contention for another Cy Young, let's revisit that at that point in time Mm -hmm. at 40 years old. But I'm certainly not giving you a long-term extension at 37 years old. Three years is as far as I'm going to go. But the problem, Key, is also that these guys aren't reaching free agency until they get to 29, 30. So those 10-year deals are coming – where they're almost already past their prime. And so yep. part of the issue here with the baseball, with the players, is that they want to reach free agency early. They want to have, you know, th- th- not have the arbitration. arbitration and pre-arbitration when some of these guys get paid the veteran minimum and some they're some of the best players in baseball. It's why you're seeing guys like Fernando Tatis Jr. sign a 13-year deal when he's only been in the league for two years. Like, there is deals that have been long-term that have worked out. Mike Trout... To name one. Well, we don't know Mike Trout. We think maybe, but like, let's see how well, he his ages. First, his first extension that he got early on from the Angels worked out really well for them. Yeah, he won a true. bunch oh, of yeah. MVPs in yeah. that. No, Mike, Mike Trout's been prob- great. There's but the no- problem is these 10-year deals that you're talking about in free agency have come at guys when they're late in their 20s or early 30s, and they're already almost past their prime. 
So then why don't you load up on the why don't okay, so if you don't want to give the ten year, let's do the Max Scherzer. Let's load up on the, the average. Let's load yeah, up by on the way, what it cost. By the way, all that really does when you have shorter deals is it more efficiently allocates the re- the, the dough. Because what winds up happening is First of all, players may make more per year doing that. Like Scherzer's getting forty three a year instead of thirties because he didn't take. Well, that's why a, a I'm saying years. let's load up on yeah. the number. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the and the other thing that happens is that players get paid what they're worth, and when that happens, you don't have to. Well, well this young player is really good. You can fix all that if you shorten contracts. And then I think also what Evan pointed out, and you you, get, you but that's what I'm saying. Give the players what they want, but the exchange is a big thing. Limit the length of deals. Um, one NFL franchise is on a buy, which leaves them time to contemplate their future at quarterback. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C, ebikes.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. The one thing we know about the Cleveland Browns, they got enough talent to get the job done. Uh, they're not getting the football nearly to the playmakers the way that they should. This is why they're going to see themselves on the outside looking in. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, your podcast, your smart speakers. Hey, uh, ESPN Social presents a Twitter space to support the V Foundation, hosted by Jay Billis and Seth Greenberg today at 2 p.m. Eastern. You can join the space on the V Foundation Twitter handle, at the V Foundation is the Twitter handle, at the V Foundation. This is the first ticketed space for ESPN audio and all proceeds benefit the V Foundation. It's 99 cents to join. So please join Jay and Seth today at 2 p.m. Eastern at the V Foundation on Twitter. And here's Max. (laughs) This just in. 
Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Guys, uh, the Dr. Pepper call-in line, I haven't given that out yet, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Baker Mayfield, guys, ranks uh, 26th in the league in QBR. And look, he's better than that. Like last year, he was, I think, 10th in the league in QBR. He's been real banged up this year. Um, Odell's not there anymore, and they didn't get along when he was there, really on the field, no chemistry at the very least. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt have been out for extended periods. Mm-hmm. That's the running game right there. And he, he's really battled a bunch of injuries this season. He is going to remain the starter. By the way, Case Keenum won a game, but, but Baker remains the starter. Browns are 6-6. Six and six. They have scored more than 17 points once since October 10th. Here is Andrew Berry, the GM, on why he expects Baker to turn it around. Yeah, I, you know, I think we all know that 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 Baker is incredibly, um, you know, incredibly physically tough. Yeah, I think he'll, you know, he's told you guys, you know, at moments of the year where he's been frustrated with this, you know, with his with his own performance. You know, that being said, you know, he has had had stretches, um, you know, this year where you know he has played has played well for us. Um, and look, you know, the reality is like he's he's worked through injuries, no different than you know other players on our roster. Um, you know, but I know you know he expects of himself, and we expect you know, him, um, you know, whenever he's on the field to perform at a, at a capably, you know, a capable level at a winning level. Um, and, and we expect him to play his best football down the stretch here after the bye. So guys, um, Baker is under contract through 2022. Can you keep bringing that up when we talk about, Hey, working out the contract, but they don't have to right now. If he play for 19 million next year would be the number if he didn't hold out. Yes, sir. Um, but he's eligible for an extension. Yep. Both sides are kind of, uh, as you've mentioned, like oversharing here, right, Jay? We've talked about this. Baker oversharing the injury. Now uh, the GM is oversharing expectations with the media. Does it does it feel like they're negotiating to you? Is that what this? No, it's not. Like? It's it's not a negotiation. What it is is as simple as we expect a certain level of play from Baker. We got a chance at six and six. If that certain level of play is not, doesn't meet our expectations, then we're going to be looking to do something else with Baker, but it's not a financial negotiation. It's a get us to where we think you should be getting us to, injuries or not. And right now we're on the outside looking in. We are two games behind the Cincinnati Bengals, and I believe three games behind the Baltimore Ravens. So when you look at that, that's a, a hard climb, especially – looking at your schedule coming down the pipeline when you have the Ravens, the Raiders, the Green Bay Packers, Pittsburgh, which is whatever, and then you got the Bengals again, that'll certainly be fighting to win the division at the end of the season. That schedule is extremely rough for them. They're probably going to, unless they hit a switch like no other and just go on a five-game run, they're probably going to miss the playoffs. Well, Jay, to me it sounded like a challenge, and I think he's right. They're talking about competitive football on the field, not the contract, but inevitably it all leads to the money, right? Well, I mean, yeah. d- d- isn't, isn't that like, hey, you want to get paid? All right, let me see you do this now. See, in my mind, it was a negotiation. Um, this is all a negotiation. E- everything that is happening, it's hearing Baker talk about his injuries is part of negotiation talk, right? He's saying, hey, look, I'm battled up, not providing excuses, but saying this is what it actually is when you take that into how you negotiate what my future value of this franchise is. I am tough. I'm out here playing through injury because I want to be here. 
So when I hear Andrew Barry talk about, hey, our expectation, whenever your boss says our expectation for KJM is to be this in a month from now, well, along that, that, those- that is something, right? Like yep. that is. So when your contract comes up, hey, look, we wanted this. You didn't meet that. You're maybe around here. So that warrants this. I, I, so it's yeah. all part of talks, in my opinion. So, and whether or not it, it is, that's where it leads. Yes. And inevitably, that's where it leads. Here is the GM, Andrew Berry, because, but that begs the question, what you just said, how are they evaluating him right now? And here's Andrew Berry on that very subject. Baker's our quarterback. He's, you know, he's, he's healthy enough to win games for us. He, he has won games for us in the past couple of weeks. Um, but, yeah, no, if he's ready to go, um, you know, he's, he's going to be our starter. I think Baker showed a lot over the past, you know, four or I guess kind of three plus seasons. Um, so I don't, you know, I, I don't necessarily subscribe to this notion that there's some, um, you know, something in these next five games that's of particular focus, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and I believe exactly what Andrew's saying. There is anything that from a negotiation standpoint uh, over the next five games, that's going to change their mind on the type of dollars that they're willing to offer Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield is talking about his injuries to appease the fan base that's been on his rear end over the last several games. So he wants people to know, hey, you're not appreciating me because they've been killing him in Cleveland when he was the the the, the love of progressive. He was the, but- the guy in Cleveland, so he wanted them to know that's why he went after the fans that, hey, I'm injured and look how y'all are treating me and I'm injured. It's not about the team knowing that because the team already knows. The trainers but, but know, team. the doctors know. The negotiations are about, hey, if I can play at the level in which you think I'm going to be able to play or over and above what you think I'm able to play, am I in your long-term plans? And as of right now, I don't believe Baker Mayfield is in their long-term plans beyond 2022 okay so the last part of your point like that's exactly my thing it's like hey he that's fine he is our quarterback for right now that's what you state right like you know it's play there's nothing we need to change we want to see him obviously raise to elevate the level of play with all the players on the field but my whole thing is sitting there listening to Andrew Barry say that I'm like all right like he is your quarterback that's fine like he's already guaranteed money for next year like, there is nothing for us to negotiate because we're not signing him to a long-term extension. Like, this is exactly what it is. Go out there and prove it. Let me tell you how I'm prove reading it. this. I think that he's pro- – like, people have made up their mind about Baker. He's a good but not great quarterback. He can start for your team. He's not going to be the reason you win. But let me tell you why this could affect negotiations. I, I, Jay, I think you're right. Because if you are not that tall and you're not that fast and you have a good strong arm but they're stronger – and you're pretty accurate, but they're more accurate. There's no one thing that jumps out at you. The thing you have to sell is when the chips are on the line, you come through. Guess what? Chips on the line right now for the Browns. Right now for the Browns. And it's not that you're expecting him to suddenly be Superman, but if he can do that, now Now's he can the get time paid. To do it, yes. because, but if he can't, then I agree with Key. They probably already decided that. Yeah, but five games. You move Max, on eventually. Superman in five games is not going to warrant me. To pony up three hundred fifty million dollars no, with one hundred and fifty. No, no, well, no. It, 
That's what I'm going for, though. I'm not. I can get twenty million dollars from anybody. Yeah, but it'd be. But more, I'm not. I'm not doing that. But if it'll I'm Baker Mayfield. But it'll be closer to the high. It, like the number will go up, not down, if he balls out. Right. But now. At least it'll make you stop and say, oh, okay, so maybe it's not as low. But like, what is it now if he does ball out? Not to mention the Browns. Baker Mayfield. I don't think either one. I don't think either one of y'all are really understanding, man. The dude is not going to accept lower than what he deems as market value. But the, but the question might not give it to him. That's what regardless saying, where, to what where we, we may that, think. Where will he get that from, though? I don't think he'll get it from anybody That's my point. based on what people think he is. But it's up to him to realize, recognize what he is. We can't do that for him. And if the Cleveland Browns come to him at the end of the 2022 season for something less than what he thinks – I'm sure he'll go in another direction. And that direction may not be any more money. We will see. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. Like, the market may have to sober him up. Or maybe we're all <laughs> wrong and the market will prove him more right. I'd be surprised, but stranger things have happened. All guests on the Goodyear Hotline. Let's continue this with Diana Rossini, who joins us here in studio. Hi, Diana. In a 24-hour news cycle, everything feels like news. Yeah, it's not news at all. Let's find out what's hot news or not news. Key, will you tell me? Is this hot news or is not news? You're so scary. You're going to throw it to me. (laughs) Diana Russini, we're happy to have her here giving the Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Good morning, Diana. Good morning. I'm going to pretend you guys play this song for me, but not part of the segment, right? This is just my personal theme this song. Is your, this is your personal okay. theme song. Yes. Entrance music. Give me some confidence. Yeah, that's Come it. on. That's right. Um, we're going to play Hot News or Not News. All right, let's do it. Andrew Berry saying Baker Mayfield is their quarterback. Is that hot news or not news? It's not news. He is their quarterback right now. In fact, he's their quarterback for next year, too. He signed a contract with them. Extension? Did he get an extension? No. That's going to be the off-season drama that we're going to see with Baker Mayfield. But for right now, Baker Mayfield, as the starter, even banged up a little bit, still gives them their their, their best shot. Key? I, I think it is hot news uh, because he thinks that he may be on the move, but in endorsing your quarterback at this point in time and telling Baker Mayfield or in, the, in the public he's our quarterback, that gives him some sort of – confidence as they go on this long stretch starting with Baltimore. Think about this, Diana. They got Baltimore, a Raiders team that's trying to fight to, you know, win the division along with Kansas City and stay in contention. The Raiders are trying to uh, the Ravens are trying to win their division. Then they got the Green Bay Packers. So that three game stretch is going to be hell for him. So you pump him up, you make him feel a certain way, and everybody rallies around him and you never know what might happen. Yeah, but Key, big picture here for the future of Baker. I don't think five games is going to determine whether or not Baker Mayfield is is going to be in Cleveland for the next few years. That's not how they do this, right? It doesn't just go game to game. It's big picture. And they're going to take a look at this at the end of the year and see how he produced. And, what, and that's how they're going to make the decision. Will it help if he finishes the year and does really well against in that gauntlet? Ah, but... Baker had a good year, his best year by far last year. Absolutely. And this year, he's been hurt and the team's been hurt, right? What he has not shown the ability to do, which is why we've kind of made up our mind, he's not ever going to be an elite quarterback, is compensate for a team that's banged up. We haven't seen him take that step yet. If he can do that, I think it will change the way we think about him. I don't predict he will, but if he can, Jay... Yeah, hot news I, or not news? Well, I, I, I think it's hot news. I think whenever you're talking about Baker and the Cleveland Browns, I think it's hot news. But, Di, one of the questions I wanted to ask you is coming back from our last conversation, if 
the Browns, after next year, don't offer him the money that he deserves? Do you think the market will offer him the money that he thinks he deserves? I do. How many times? Uh, oh, well, no. I think he'll have a market. I don't think he's going to get the the, the money he expects to be getting mm. as a as a number one overall draft pick. Uh, but I, you know, we've seen much worse quarterbacks do well with their second teams. So I, he'll land somewhere. He'll he'll get a good deal. He's just not going to make the money that I think that he expected to make when he probably came out of the draft. Mike Tomlin not wanting to change how they practice in a you know. <laughs> He has another wideout with a lot of ideas for how they need. Love it. Anyway, Love agreeing, it. and he's also agreeing with Ryan Clark, it seems, about the culture of the team. Hot news or not Yeah, news. I, I think it is hot news, but here's the problem. Last season when I was covering the Steelers, they were playing the Bills. And that week leading up to the game, he had them in pads. It was the third week of December. These guys aren't in pads, you know, after Halloween, right? So he was trying to make a statement of, you know, we're going to ground and pound and and we're not going to take it light at practice because we got to go up to Buffalo. They got smoked by the Bills. So while I appreciate what Coach is doing in terms of trying to make some change, get some effort out of these guys, I think it's a little too late. They just ain't that good. That's the problem. Key? I would I would say it's it's not news to me. I mean, when you look at it, Mike Tomlin is, is stuck in his ways. He he has a formula that he believes is it makes his team successful, and he's been doing that formula as long as he's been in Pittsburgh. So I don't see where he's going to change at all the way that they do things in terms of practice. But what he is going to change is the personnel. That that's what he is going to change. I don't know if that means that there's a change at quarterback, a running back, a receiver, or or on the defensive side, but he is certainly going to do something from a personnel standpoint. See, yeah, I think this is hot news just because of what Di said, and Evan just jumped in my ear and said that they were in pads yesterday as well, December 1st. But that like, that goes to show you he's not changing. I, 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 know, what he I, I know he's not changing, but the question is, at what point, like, we're like, all right, coach, like, I, I got it. Like, Let me we, throw you we, a curveball, It's Jay. getting a little bit I, old I now, my man. I like, don't want Tomlin to change, though. He's had winning seasons. Absolutely. He's always winning. So I, I don't think you can, we can criticize what he's doing because it works. Absolutely. Diana, I'm not changing. Let me throw you a curveball. And with the baseball lockout, this might be the only one but, you see for a while. It's <laughs> yeah, not it news. It's entertainment. Oh, it's so entertaining to listen to Mike Tomlin to talk. I can listen to him talk about anything. The fact that he has a wide out. Chase Claypool has some ideas about how he wants to change practice and Tomlin comes out. uh, I'll worry about that. But wait a second on this whole change, though. Like, I watched Bill Belichick change and adapt. Mm-hmm. Like he's sure, still winning Tom at a high Coulson. clip. I yep. watched Coach K change and adapt. He's still winning at a high clip. Like you can't do things slightly differently. I, Belichick, the same dude. I don't me. think yeah. Mike <laughs> needs to change what he's doing. Coughlin I think changed. what I think Belichick, he though. Tomlin has this ability to get the most out of his players. Normally, you guys heard what the Bengals players were saying after that loss, right? They said they had no, that the Steelers looked like they had no passion. They just gave up. You think Mike Tomlin didn't hear that? He knows exactly what the Cincinnati Bengals were saying, and he'll figure out a way to use that to try to motivate these guys and try to get this defense better. But the problem is the personnel. It's this mm-hmm. roster. Yeah, by the he way. He can only do so much oh, I understand that. with these players, it's, right? It's, it's the movie Remember the Titans. That The, the emotional part is like, remember, the, whether you win or lose, make sure they always remember the night they played the Titans, yeah. right? Same thing. You, you're supposed to at least have an imprint of the Steelers on you if you even if you win. Yeah. But they're not leaving an imprint right now. Look, we're seeing teams with much bigger injury issues play with more effort. You bring up the Titans, right? The Ravens. They looked pretty good against the I know the Patriots smoked them in the end there. 
they played hard. I can't name one running back that was in that game, and they destroyed the run game against the Patriots. I'm using them as just an example. They of left a, team. a piece of themselves with exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. They play with a certain identity, and that's usually the way the Steelers play. They play with, you know, they're going to push you around. They're going to be a physical team, and that's not what they were against the Bengals, and that's what Tomlin needs to change, All right. and he probably will. We got two minutes, not even. Taysom Hill being the starter for the Saints. Diana, hot news or not news? All right, this is hot news, and this is the reason why. The decision at quarterback position had nothing to do with the actual quarterbacks. The coaching staff in New Orleans believes that Trevor Simeon is a good quarterback, actually, that he's smart, he manages the game well. He's not great, we know that. But he doesn't have any weapons, and this offensive line is completely beat up. You cannot have a traditional pocket passer in a game when you have a quarterback um, like Trevor Simeon because he's not going to be protected. Taysom Hill gives them some layers, right? They're going to have to have some run game. Alvin Kamara most likely will not be playing in the game tonight as well, right? So Taysom Hill gives them their if best There's no chance. plantar issue, right? And, and that's, you know, pain management is going to be the thing that we're going to have to keep an eye on tonight if he can do it. I mean, I think Simeon's going to have to be ready to go. But the plan is for Taysom Hill to go in there to give them some kind of layer considering they don't have a lot of weapons, Yep. Yeah, it, it's not news to me, to be honest with you. And I understand exactly what Diana is saying about, the, you know, being able to mix things up with instead yeah. of Trevor Simeon with the offensive line being banged up. But in all honesty, if Taysom Hill was ready to go from day one, he would have been the starter after Jameis Winston anyway. And they would have just went with that like they did with the Drew Brees situation a year ago when he went 4-1 and one at the quarterback position rather than Trevor Simeon because he, Trevor Simeon's like you said, Diana, he's okay. I mean, he's just there. At least Taysom Hill gives you many different options. We have we have to wrap this up, Diana. Always great talking to you. Guys, it has not happened in 26 years, but how long will it last? That's next. Keyshawn J. Willemax on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 8. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.